0: Oh, yes. Hello, Sydney. We've got Zoe Norton Lodge, Charles Firth, Andrew Hanson and me, Dom Knight, On the show today, we want to hear your animal attack stories and the Victorian MP who
1: absolutely kicked a door to pieces. But first, Andrew Hanson's going to take us to Bondo Beach. Oh, animals are attacking. Victorian MPs are attacking. And now... What's the latest with this leopard seal? Mm. I mean, there's this leopard seal that's visiting Bondi Beach at the moment. I think we're in for a very unusual episode of Bondi Rescue this week. It's, <laughs> you know, it's normally sort of overseas tourists uh, getting lost in the sea for the first time ever. But uh, no, so, this week, the so, seal's hanging out on the beach. So this is actually happening because I've seen yep. photos of a seal on Bondi Beach and I've just
2: assumed that they're all photoshopped.
1: No, no, Charles, the, you, you're, you're looking at some other dirty account. No, no, oh, this, is real, no. this is a real leopard seal. Because on, on,
2: on Pornhub, it's just totally you're back-to-back. You know, <laughs> it's naked seals, seals on Bondi's.
1: No, that's your settings. It's Charles. a whole category. So that's because of what you've searched for in the past. They, oh, so I'm
0: so confused by this, Andrew, because when the seal comes to the Opera House, that's a lovable, friendly seal. But leopard hmm. seals are scary somehow. Are they,
1: are they like yeah. leopards? Do they attack? Well, I think that's true. They're half, it's half leopard, half seal. I don't know how the mating <laughs> process happens. I mean, it must must be quite hard to get those two animals. together. No, care. they're actually
0: they're
2: actually really dangerous. It, by mm. law, you're not allowed to go within forty meters of a seal, and mm. that's because it could eat your face off. Like that's what well, they, they do. like
1: Face, yeah. No, this favourite meal is face. So <laughs> so, so, so you never know, never seal. <laughs> <Yeah>. look, <laughs> <laughs> it's got police all round it. Anyway, look, we've got the lowdown on uh, what went down at that scene earlier today. It's full on. All Bondi units, stand by. Sergeant McCormick and I are going in to arrest that seal.
3: Uh, remember, he is a Bondi seal, so Bondi procedures are in place. Over. Stop right
1: there, Bondi seal.
3: Put your flippers in the air where I can see them.
1: No, you may not finish your turmeric latte. I
3: don't care if you are taking a fixed selfie, Mr Seal. Put the phone down.
1: And you can stop balancing that Swiss ball on your nose while you're at it. Look, there are 3,000 blonde joggers who can't access this beach because of you, Mr Seal.
3: Sergeant, have you seen that pile of ripped up backpacks over there?
1: Mr Seal, how many British backpackers have you eaten? All of them. Well, oh, good job, Seal. Uh, there's some New Zealand backpackers over there. Radio Chaser on Sydney's Triple M.
3: So we've just been talking about this leopard seal at Bondi, which Andrew reckons potentially is actually half a leopard, uh, half a seal because I of think your that, yeah, um... Probably
1: the back half. I'm yeah. The leopard.
3: Yeah, anyway, and apparently they can like eat your face and things like that. Anyway, it kind of reminded us of this old thing.
1: Welcome to the fourth
0: edition of When Animals Attack. I'm Lewis Gossett Jr. Tonight we explore once again what happens when people come face to face with the raw <laughs> power of animals and life and death confrontations. We'll see frightening home video of actual attacks and hear from those who survived devastating near-death encounters. They're graphic and not suitable for younger viewers. Like our <laughs> show normally, in fact.
2: <laughs> I love that. I'd love to have been in the pitch meeting for that show. I know. <laughs> you know?
1: Well, it was an instant commission, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, was yeah. Absolutely. It's like, yes, yeah. this should be on 24 hours a day.
3: Yeah, so look, to be honest, I reckon it's a bit triggering for me. I reckon I should have been on mm. an episode of, of this because I had mm. a um a pretty pretty intense animal, animal attack when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was all lined up to be in this, like, um, stupid tourism commercial, right, that was about, like, celebrating Christmas in Australia. So into we went to this wildlife park, right, mm. and all the kids had to sit, we were in a kangaroo <laughs> enclosure, and all the kids had to sit on Santa's sleigh, right? What? Um, and oh. then, you know, be like, oh, look, it's Christmas in Australia, look, it's different, it's hot, there's kangaroo. you know, whatever, yeah, come yeah, to yeah, Australia, yeah, yeah. whatever. Anyway... I was supposed to have a line. I was supposed to say, hi, Santa, right? And then this um, other person, I won't name her, name was Susan, uh, <laughs> uh, took it off me, uh, this girl. So oh, anyway, I, I, was, I was devastated and I was moping so much that I actually missed my opportunity to get on the on the sleigh with Santa. Uh, and the director said, oh, there's actually no more room on the sleigh. And I was like, well, what do I do? And she said, I'll just sit on the ground next to the sleigh. And now that I've worked in telly a bit, I'm quite confident I wasn't actually in the shot. <laughs> but she was like, just sit there Zoe, it's fine. And I sat there kind of moping, <laughs> devastated about losing my line, devastated about not being on the sleigh. And just to add injury to insult, yes. a kangaroo bit me on the bum. What oh, on the bum? On the bum, and I tell you what, you yeah. cannot tell somebody that a kangaroo has bitten you on the bum because it is funny, and <laughs> yeah. you are it's in very funny. You are in quite a lot of pain because <laughs> a kangaroo has bitten you on the bum, but you cannot get any genuine sympathy for this injury <laughs> yeah. because it is funny. And it, uh, honestly, uh, I'm f- quite emotional oh, thinking I, I, about I, it because. I've, and look, you guys are laughing a little uh, bit too uh, at me. Uh, I've no, noticed. No, no,
2: we're not. I'm no. not sure it would have made it into when animals attack. Oh, but.
3: <laughs> come on! I mean, they had <laughs> oh, some quite. Distressing. D- well, okay, okay, maybe it would have, but 13353, have you been attacked by an animal or does someone you know been attacked by an animal that would have been worthy of that show?
0: Yeah, and also call if you think Zoe getting bitten on the bum by a kangaroo. is funny. If you would
3: like to laugh at me because I got bitten on the bum by a kangaroo, that's also permitted.
0: One triple three five three. chase the lines open now. When animals attack, you, the child stars, you know we want to hear those stories next on Radio Chase M. Talking about when animals attack, what stories have we got? Of being attacked like poor Zoe who was bitten in the bum by a kangaroo, one triple three, five three is the number. Let's go to Brody of Winston Hills first up. Hey, Brody, what's your animal attack story? Uh, when I was about eight or nine, I went to a wildlife park with my family and when I went to feed one of the kangaroos, it decided to kick me in the stomach.
3: <gasps> oh
1: oh nice. hey, I've heard people can get like disemboweled. Did you get disemboweled? Uh, No, but uh, if I was a bit older, it would have hurt a lot more.
3: Do you know what, Brody? I think we should start a support club. (laughs) People have been attacked by kangaroos. I'm with you. I'm with you
1: because I I went to I was in a caravan park when I was a kid, and I thought that this little kangaroo was really cute because I had a cute doggy at home. So I thought I could just walk up and pat her. So I walked up and reached out, and she punched me in the chest. Oh, no. Like it was a full-on punch. Like a boxing <laughs> kangaroo, a <Like> literal <laughs> boxing kangaroo and hurt like crazy.
2: You know, I hear all these stories and I just think, I think we should ban native Australian wildlife from mm, yes. Australia. <laughs> They've got no
1: place here. Yeah. They should exactly. go back to where they came from. Yeah. I
0: blame Skippy. Skippy really gave a lot of kids the wrong idea. Let's go to Vicky and Waverley. Vicky, your animal attack story.
4: Um, I was attacked last week by a giant owl. (gasps) Last week?
1: Okay, that's good news. Bad news, I I mean.
4: I thought it was a person initially. Whoa, 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 whoa.
3: (laughs) Vicky, Vicky, slow down. Slow down. How drunk drunk were you?
1: (laughs) Was it a guy in an owl suit? I
4: was trying to find my cat and it was dark. (laughs) <laughs> and it smacked me across the back of the head so hard, my head oh, was no. bleeding everywhere. Oh, wow!
3: wow. Ooh, the, the oh my bells. gosh! I'm glad it was an owl and not a person. That would have been even more horrifying, obviously. But it's
4: a huge owl, like
3: oh. a super like like a powerful owl. Wow. Oh wow! A powerful owl. That's a kind
0: of owl, isn't it? A powerful owl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a
3: breed. They can grow up to like a metre. Oh no! Oh, well, I'm oh, staying yeah. away from wherever they are.
0: Well, don't go to Waverley then. Yeah. That's why all, pe- all people are dead in Waverley Cemetery, because of the owls. <laughs> Let's go to Carla in uh, Cronulla. That's an amazing story, Vicky. Carla, what's your animal attack story?
4: Well, um, I'm from North Queensland, so um, I got uh, attacked by a cassowary with um, a couple of girlfriends. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it chased us. There were signs that said what to do if you come across a cassowary and the, the thing it said was don't run. Oh. And and we all and it just kind of it started chasing us so we all bolted down this rainforest track. And oh. uh, and it actually it actually jumped and pushed one of my one of my friends and kind of scratched her all down the, um, the stomach, but, but they can disembowel you. Like, they're oh, really, no. they're really ferocious.
1: Yeah, I think they were written up recently as the most dangerous, but yeah, recently there was a cassowary on the loose, and as, I noticed a zookeeper posted online that he used to work at a zoo, and the instructions for if if something goes wrong at the zoo, step one <laughs> was shoot the cassowary. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, it's yeah. funny now. It's funny now.
4: <laughs> I
2: love the what instruction. I, I love the instruction, don't, if it's chasing, you don't run. <laughs> what are you supposed <laughs> to supposed do? To, you <laughs> have to <laughs> fight. you got to. Yeah. Or just yeah. show it, you, show them it, you, it's bowel and your well, bowel and, you know, just let it disembowel you.
4: Because it's kind of a rare thing that, that happened, um, the local Department of Environment and Heritage actually talked to us about what we did, what the, how the cassowary reacted. Maybe they wanted to change that sign. <laughs> <laughs> the, Seems like a fair point. Yeah. Oh, gosh.
0: So The um, sign should just say never approach any Australian animal ever. Yeah. I
2: think we should all leave. So, uh, yesterday, uh, Cricket Australia announced their lineup for the next Big Bash tournament which I'm sure everyone here is extremely excited about. I was
3: waiting for it. I'm so excited. Mm. I, do, I sort of know what Big Bash is. Continue.
2: I, I love Big Bash. And I'll tell you the reason why I love Big Bash. because It's because what it is is it's a limited amount of time. It's, sort of, it's on for about a month, but you can convince your partner that every single match is special, right? <laughs> and so that True. you don't have to put the kids to bed for an entire month because it's like, oh, no, the cricket's on tonight. And it's just on every night. Oh. But then, but then they completely stuffed it up last year because they made it go on for about three and a half months. I think the skiing season actually started before they got to the finals <laughs> of the Big Bash. It was an absolute disaster. Anyway, everyone said it was far too long, far too long. Cricket Australia has actually listened to oh. the viewers for once. They've introduced a a short 40-day schedule, and thank God it's good to see them listening to their viewers. The Big Bash is coming.
3: Again? God, I wish there was less of it.
2: You asked and we listened. Less matches, less sixes, less commentary from washed-up B-grade ex-cricketers.
3: Great. Does that mean less sexting from Shane Warne?
2: No. With less Big Bash to commentate, Shane Warne will be free to sext out pics of his wrinkly orange flipper more than ever before.
4: This is massive! Oh, no! Extend the season! Extend the season!
2: The Small Bash Cricket. That was unbelievable. Catch it only on 7, between the ads, this summer. Ah, oh, Warne. Oh, I didn't know you could get Botox there. Radio Chaser.
1: Triple M. What product is this?
2: That's right, we're doing a 1990s edition of What Product Is That? So these are television commercials from the 1990s. The first one is 1996, and it starts with an image of a close-up on a cold, refreshing glass of a soft drink in ice.
3: Do you see a subliminal image in the ice cubes? Do you see a beautiful, naked woman smiling
1: seductively at you if you do you probably just need a girlfriend yep i did yep <laughs> you yeah. saw that. in the 90s <laughs> yeah Gee, I'm, I'm i'm feel like I'm I've been toyed with I've been played with in so many ways by mm. this ad like yes. it's, it's pulled me one way and then the other way yeah uh, about your <laughs> fantasies really of being pulled <laughs> yeah. anyway pulled so, by ice cubes can you remember
2: which drink it was advertising they, they actually they had it, the brand mm. was sort of criticised at the time for not for having a whole lot of very unfeminist was advertising. It,
0: was, was it like oak milk or something?
2: No, it's a clear crystal ice block. Oh.
0: Cold, refreshing glass of Sprite.
2: Yeah, see? Oh. Sprite? That's Sprite. the least
0: sexy drink in the world. I know. It was oh the
3: daggy um, one. Does it even still exist? Did this kill Sprite? Well, uh, <laughs> No, Sprite oh, probably no, doesn't
1: no. no, they're probably a valued sponsor. Triple M management assures you that whatever opinion you just heard about a valued sponsor is not at all that person's opinion or the opinion of anyone who works at Triple M.
0: Yeah, like I'm sexy in a really good way, like yeah, really you. virtuous.
1: I, I, I'm just going to crack open this delicious, refreshing Sprite. God, I, love enjoy sprite. The I do love
2: Sprite. Anyway, uh, no. So now we're going to go back to 1993, Ooh. a time. Uh, when, uh, what was when the time. It, well, it, it was a year when people started actually, you know, caring about the environment. Technology.
1: It's made an enormous difference to our lives. Unfortunately, it hasn't always been so healthy to the environment. Now, one Australian company has decided to change all that. Introducing Australia's fur. What is it? Fur. What is it? Australia's fur. First, first, <laughs> first, uh, first, uh, ooh, environmentally friendly petrol station. Oh, Al- aluminium know, can, uh, recyclable
0: can. Is no, it, is it?
3: Is it no. shit? like remember, like were there like companies um, like
1: petrol companies doing ads like that back then?
3: Something to do with plastic,
1: pet bottles. No, computers.
2: No, let, you're all hopeless. Sprite. sprite. you're all hopeless. I love sprite. It was this, a CFC
1: free. The Wasting House Aurora. It's less harmful to the ozone layer, so it helps slow global warming, which means it not only keeps everything inside chilled, it keeps
2: the air outside a lot cooler as well. So as as a follow-up question, did it solve global warming?
3: Yeah, it did. That's (laughs) why we have no problem with climate change today. Thank you, Westinghouse. Okay,
2: (laughs) and just to take us out, 1993 again. I just wanted to play this because it reminds you that everyone loved jingles back in the 90s.
4: Tangled hair.
1: That was very tangled. That music. Yeah. I feel, I'm not sure what what they <laughs> what were. Was the Why t- was that oscillating t- between yeah.
3: tangled and tangled free and then yeah. tangled again? You don't want this product. The it's going to re-tangle easily, my then. hair. What was what was the product? Was a leave-in conditioner? Like a, yeah, a comb? Panty comb. <laughs> it was it was this.
1: Hair's tangled free.
3: Here's tangled free.
0: Charles, I think you paid more attention to ads in the 90s than we did. Yes, Andrew, Zoe and Charles, some big biscuit news this year, uh, this uh, this week. I don't know if you saw, Arnott's has been bought out by a big global kind of finance company called KKR and all those beloved Aussie brands will be American controlled, although they already were before.
3: Yeah, doesn't this happen all, isn't Arnott's sold to an American company like every other year?
0: (sighs) Yeah, Campbell's Soup owned them and now this big scary KKR owned them and... Why aren't they Aussie anymore? That's what I want to know.
3: Oh look, I've got no idea, but like frankly, I wouldn't be getting into the biscuit industry. Mm. Really? No, because mm. you know it's full of red tape. Do you know this? Oh, tape? really no no, I'm not I'm not having a joke. Mm. Like there are actually quite a lot of rules about biscuits. Well specifically I mean look, I'm not I haven't looked into it that much. So let's let's get real. <laughs> but like specifically Anzac biscuits. I don't know if you guys remember oh, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Remember this from Anzac Day? You can't there are rules about how you make Anzac yeah, biscuits yeah. and you can get into trouble.
2: You can't change the recipe. You can't make anything. them taste good. Yeah. No,
3: you can't. And it's caused a lot of problems. In go the oats, the flour,
2: the golden syrup. Actually, I might uh, throw in some chocolate chips. They could make these Anzac biscuits a bit more interesting.
1: Put the biscuits down! Put the biscuits down or I'll taste you in the spine!
3: What? What have I done? Ah!
1: Biscuit-changing scum! I'm sorry, officer.
2: I should have just made regular Anzac biscuits. Do
1: you have a problem with the Anzacs, mate? And by that I mean the Anzac biscuits? Well, but they are a bit boring,
2: to be honest. I mean, they were invented a hundred years ago when no one knew how to cook properly. In Australia, you do not disrespect the Anzacs! I'm only disrespecting the biscuits! They're, They're just a bit... OG in plain, that's all.
1: These biscuits fought and died for you, you un-Australian lefty traitor!
2: Get off me! Oh, oh, I'm not afraid to say I don't believe in the Anzac biscuit legend!
1: Put those chocolate chips down.
2: No! I'm
1: pouring them in the mixing bowl! What are you, Yasmin Abdul Mageed or something? I'm seizing this impure biscuit batter as evidence! Oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God, you're right. This choc chip Anzac biscuit batter is bloody delicious. Oh, crap. What's the punishment for tampering with Anzacs? 50 grand and a lifetime of eating boring Australian biscuits, starting with the milk arrowroot. The Triple M's Radio Chaser. It's Radio Chaser with Andrew, Zoe, Charles and Dom. Speaking of the police, I think they were called to a hotel in the last 24 hours. Have you have you ever seen... Look at this picture of the door... That some guy oh, kicked in in a hotel, <laughs> like that door is gone. It's the a door, it's a giant cat flap now. It's it's, it's a very, it so, would hurt the cat. That's very who, spiky. So looking. what happened?
3: Is it like a drunk guy kicked down a door or what? I don't know. If, I
1: don't think he was drunk. No, but he was he was a politician. Zoe, but it's a what? Kind of expli- that's the explanation anyway. Oh. Yeah, he's this, Victor- <laughs> he's this Victorian Labor guy who's staying in this hotel in Canberra, mm. and he couldn't get his luggage from the foyer because you know how you ch- check your bags and they keep it in a room mm. and I don't know maybe he doesn't know the tag system or something maybe he mm. thought the system was you, you have to smash down the door yes. while or, or, or the he didn't know about
3: door get... handles <laughs>
1: or, or handles yeah It's he's he's a guy called his name's Will Fowles now this I mean this is obviously a calculated political move for Will Fowles, isn't it? I think oh. I think this is a man who gets things done. Yeah, yeah this, he, is, you know, this is a genius. This will go down very well in his election. Yeah, With I mean punters, no I no one
3: so. can say mm. he doesn't open doors for people. That's
1: right <laughs> Yes. If a door is, closes in yeah. your face, this is the man to open that door by smashing it to smithereens.
0: I'd imagine what he do to a glass ceiling.
1: <laughs> and oh yeah, smash through it smash right through it, Dommy. Um but the the detail that I love is that apparently he screamed at the staff while while doing this I'm a member of parliament I'm a member of parliament <laughs> Now I, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong But that's not a good thing like, If you're no. trying to establish That you're a well-respected person Yeah That's like screaming out You know I'm a property developer I'm a pedo or yeah, or like, yeah Or
3: like just helping to identify him For future court purposes yeah, no, Like you... Here's my licence and registration <laughs> Come and arrest <laughs> yes, me If
1: you're interested in who I am yeah. Who's smashing down your door <laughs> I am Mr. Will Fowles, (laughs) Member of Parliament.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Please uh, well, take lots of videos of this because yeah. the media will definitely be interested.
3: I mean, look, I'd never heard of Will Fowles, but at least we, at least he's actually um, made a name for himself in in politics now, which is something oh, that. See um, what I
1: mean? It's about cutting through, yeah, cutting Literally. through doors. He's cut through your doors, <laughs> but, uh, but just, just finally, uh, there is a bit of a sad detail about oh, no. this story. Just, just mm-hmm. to finish with, yeah, sadly, um, Hodor from Game of Thrones oh, was actually on the other side, oh, desperately oh, trying oh, to hold the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M Radio Chaser. <laughs> Cat's Pajamas or Cat's
0: Piss? Andrew, Zoe and Charles, deforestation is a terrible issue. That's really important. And if you wanted to raise awareness um, of this important issue, would you do what Mr. Mehdi Bastoni uh, from East Java is doing? Uh, Would you walk backwards for 500 miles across Indonesia? To raise mm. awareness of deforestation, is that something you would do?
3: I mean, I'm incredibly lazy, so uh, no. And I don't want to get dizzy <laughs> walking. No, no, probably oh, yeah. not.
1: Because I guess you would have done it already, wouldn't you, Zoe? Yeah. If you, if you wanted yeah, to do if
3: I, Exactly. <laughs> if I wanted to do it, I probably would have done it and we would you have know, saved that, the... that
1: goes for all of us. Like, the fact that we haven't done this mm. means mm. we wouldn't. Well, are you inspired you know, by the you know, story? The, the key to it is... The, can
2: I just completely disagree? Oh, thank you, Charles. We would not be talking about deforestation in... Indonesia, or whatever the issue is, unless he's <laughs> really done this. With you.
1: So, yeah. so, so he's raising your okay, awareness I, to I, be a point I, of the issue. Can I make a counterpoint
3: that we're not talking about deforestation? We're talking about being lazy and walking backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Look so I pee. feel like we've raised a lot of awareness of our, of our collective laziness.
0: Apparently, the key to it is to wear uh, like a rear view mirror.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's cheating! That's, that's totally, totally cheating! Silly.
0: You're not allowed to do that. Oh, so yeah. he, may, that. We he re-
3: may as well burn down the forest yeah, himself. Yeah, let's
0: burn down the forest! Does he? Oh. All right, all right. Well, let's we raise the weather to a degree. Now, in Omaha, Nebraska, service at the national uh, staff at the National Weather Service have uh, highlighted the heat wave that they've had by baking biscuits inside a car. Uh, what do you think of this notion of using cars as ovens? Is this going to revolutionise cooking? Are we going to see in MasterChef next year all the baking being done
3: I, in a car? Okay, again, I don't want to just say that it's all about laziness, but is that just not somebody leaving cookie dough in the car in the sun and then claiming that they've baked biscuits? Well, no, Zoe,
0: because it turns out it's actually very difficult to do this. You have to move the car repeatedly the day. Well, I mean, of course it is, because it's day. the dumbest
3: thing I've ever heard.
0: You've got to keep the car to keep it in the sun.
2: Excuse me, this is not new. Like, my entire teenagehood was spending in a car being baked. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Cat's pajamas, Charles. Cats pajamas. (laughs)